This week on the AEW Weekly Roundup, we discuss the announcement of the Owen Hart Tournament Bracket, Dynamite, Rampage, and so much more. We also answer your questions and we give you a taste of Bad Take Pancakes. You can follow us on Twitter at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. Subscribe to the channel on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. If you have any questions, you can send them to BeautyXTheBeard at gmail.com or use the hashtag on Twitter, AskBXTB. If you see any bad wrestling takes out there, please use the hashtag BadTakePancakes to let us know. And if you enjoy what we do, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things, all elite wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Woody and Sarah. Thank you all once again for joining us for another episode of the Beauty and the Beard AEW Weekly Roundup. We have a lot to talk about this week because there's a lot that happened on Dynamite and Rampage. You know, we had a 11,000 plus tickets sell for Forbidden Door, uh, AEW New Japan Forbidden Door, huge. Um, we had a new title match announcement for, for Double or Nothing. We have a lot of, of, of wrestling coming up. We have Double or Nothing. We have New Japan Forbidden Door. We have the New Japan pay-per-view. Uh, that's Capital Collision, I think. Capital Collision, that's it. I knew, mm. I, knew I know you're going to watch it. Oh, yeah. So Mark said either. I'm yeah, watching it. <laughs> Um, uh, the Owen Hart brackets are out yeah. now. We have the official brackets to look at. So just so much to talk about uh, this week. Uh, a lot of topics. We're going to try to blow through these topics. Um, so we don't, not blow through them, but we're going to try to talk about as many topics as quickly as we can so we can get as many topics in here. because There's so much to talk about. Yes. Um, but before we do all that, I do want to run through the matches that happened on Dynamite and Rampage. Uh, those matches are as follows on Dynamite, which was May 4th, 2022. Jeff Hardy defeated Bobby Fish yeah. in an Owen Hart Cup qualifier. Oh, Bobby. <laughs> your, boy's, your boy's going through. Bye-bye. The Blackpool Combat Club yeah. defeated the Butcher, the Blade, and, and Helico. That was Amazing. I know there's not a bad match to be had with those guys. I really no. don't. They're just, no, no, no. Just, the crowd is just so fired up to I watch think them you wrestle. I moreover than Brian Danielson and Mars at this moment. I want to say Jeez. I love his new tights too, the black look. Yeah. I mean, he, he's had the white tights with the blood on them. I mm. like this setup, man. It looked really cool. I yeah. think the black fits better. Um, Wardlow defeated the mystery man, W. Morrissey. A uh, very good showing from uh, W. Morrissey. We'll talk yeah. about him more here in just a little bit. Uh, the wizard, Chris Jericho, <laughs> defeated... <laughs> Got the win oh, over. My God. Got the win over Santana. Uh, I got a kick over out of hearing uh, Justin Roberts calling the wizard. I mean, seriously, like, it, I've said so many times, like, you know, Chris Jericho, not my person, but I yeah. legit got a hand it to the guy. He's freaking genius. He just keeps coming <laughs> up with some crazy just stuff. Like, 
says something and the next week it's like completely over. He's yeah. an absolute heel going against probably one of the company's most <clears throat> relatable baby faces going in Eddie Kingston and they're still singing his song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sing it forever. And I, and I gotta think with the fireball thing, I'm not even sure he had the wizard as like a thing he was gonna call himself, but then like he does the fireball and then a bunch of people on Twitter start going, What is he? A wizard? A magician? What is he? And he's like, you know what? He's just hey, I'm gonna, smart. I'm gonna call myself the wizard. <laughs> Why he's not? Just smart. Yeah. Um but I love Santana as a singles competitor. Um, I tweeted mm. that out during during that match. I love seeing him. We kind of knew he was going to take the loss. Of course, he took it, the loss in a uh, uh, Jericho had a cheat to win this match, which is fine. Uh, but man, I love Santana. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Uh, Ray Phoenix defeated Dante Martin. Oh, what a match! <laughs> wow. Whoa. In a highlight reel extravaganza. That was an amazing. Basically, match. you. Like you couldn't even find a highlight for that match because the match was it. That was the, the highlight. Whole, you're right. You can't pick a thing and just say, no, "Hey, watch this five minutes of it." No, but you're gonna watch ridiculous. the whole match, the whole thing. I uh, can't wait for when Dante's like further in his career, but that to be run back. Yeah, and I do. I do hate that Darius is going to be out uh, for for such a long time now. We hope but he then gets again, better. yeah. Um, but it's another opportunity for Dante to try to. To uh, make his own way as a single. The thing is, though, with Dante, is he's done it before and he won't waste. <clears throat> even no. though I don't want to say opportunity because it like sucks that his brother's been yeah. seriously hurt. Yep. But as in, kind of like one negative thing, he'll get mm-hmm. something out of it, even though it really sucks that he has to do it again. Yeah. Unavoidable this time. Um, yeah. But but this was an Owen Hart Cup qualifier, so Ray Phoenix advances to the tournament. <clears throat> uh, Mercedes Martinez in the main event of this show defeated Deanna Perrazzo in the Ring, uh, Ring of Honor women's title unification match. Um, a really, really fun match. A great showing for both. Um, my just short opinion on this, I really wish they would have built up more to this, had a little more yeah. build to it. Uh, and I think the fans would have been into it a little more than they were because I think they deserved a hot crowd for this and they just they didn't. But I didn't also have a crap. I, I also think though, um like I think a lot of people kind of knew where it was gonna go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because Mercedes is contracted to AEW, yeah. Deanna Prazo is not. So uh, and I think a lot of people were wanting Deanna to win, uh, people that had followed her career yeah. uh more closely than Mercedes Martinez, because Deanna's been very prominent. Um since you know, since leaving um, WWE, she has paved her own way. Mm. Uh, she has done amazing things, and I think she has a huge following. And I think that following was looking for her, hopefully, to win this match, uh, her debut on Dynamite. But like you said, this is kind of obvious though because she's not under contract, and I get yeah. It. Um, and also, <laughs> like, I am very happy. <clears throat> That I wanted it on its main event, and it was so. Yeah, yeah exactly. It deserved to be there, and I, I just criticized the build to it. But regardless, it is a ring. It was a huge title match. So even mm. if there wasn't a build, and I think there should should have been more of one. I do agree. It was in the right spot, like you said. Yeah, uh, perfect spot. But I will say, Mercedes looked amazing. And mm. <clears throat> the one thing you can hang your hat on with this is why Deanna lost looking at it in a kayfabe way, Mercedes has so much more seasoning under her belt. She is a yeah. veteran 
a grizzled veteran compared to Deanna Perrazzo. She's Mercedes yeah. has been in this game a lot longer. So when you really look at it, there's it makes sense, even though Deanna is the Deanna is the um the more popular quote unquote wrestler right now than Mercedes. It makes sense for Mercedes to be able to get that victory um, mm. because of her of her uh, her being such a veteran. So I think she looked great too. Though I don't want to take yeah. anything away from Mercedes. Uh, moving on to Rampage, which was May 6, 2022. Ruby Soho and Tony Storm defeated Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker in the opener. Which Loved it. An awesome opener. I love to see the ladies opening the show, too, by the way. Yeah. Um, because they, it's, it's rare they get the, the main event or the opening segment, yeah. uh, the opening match. So I love this because that was a hot one to open with. Uh, fantastic. I feel um, like they use Rampage as a trial for where they can put the women. That makes sense. I, I can because they have main evented uh, Rampage more than uh, Dynamite, mm. obviously. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a good point. But I think a, a match like this right here that we just saw it could be a perfect opener for Dynamite. You yeah, know, something like that. I thought this was great. It was hot. Um, speaking of hot, Hook. Uh, Hook defeated J.D. Drake. He's one of the hottest acts in AEW. Not J.D. Drake, Hook. But he defeated uh, J.D. Drake in this match. And then we got a little little something between Hook and Danhausen again. Um, we're going to talk about that a little more uh, later. I bet because you can't wait. We do have a question in the uh, Q&A segment, so we'll save that discussion for that. Um, uh, Riho uh, defeated Yuka Sakazaki. In the um, I know in Heart Cup qualifier, this was a great match too. Um, I, watching this match between Riho and Yuka, um, it reminded me of what we, we've had a discussion um, about how the Joshi wrestlers. I think the plans were for them to be such a, a feature on mm-hmm. on NAEW, but the pandemic had other plans, and that didn't come to fruition. So. This type of match, I thought it was really, 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 really fun. And both shine in this match. I love Yuka. Um, but I think this is the type of thing, if the pandemic hadn't happened, we would have matches like this on a regular yeah. basis on Dynamite. And again, they would have been more like the Cruiserweights back during the in the 90s, mid-90s, late-90s with WCW. It was always so much fun seeing those Cruiserweight matches. They were a featured thing. And I think this is what we could have had on a regular basis and hopefully – we get back into that now because this was a, a shining moment on Rampage for me. And then the main event, which was an amazing main event, Jay Lethal defeated Takashita from DDT Wrestling. Um, I, this was, I know Takashita wrestled on um, Dark uh, yeah. a little while back. I remember seeing some highlights of that. I did not watch any full match he had. Um, mm-hmm. So this is my first full showing of what he can do. This guy's got it, man. Um, I want to see more uh, of him in AEW. So I'm real. I was really excited uh, after watching this match. I wasn't really excited going into it. I'd heard a little bit about him, but after this, I was really excited to see more. So that's that's a good good sign. And Jay Lethal's always crisp as can be in the ring. So yeah, uh, can't not what he can do inside the ropes. Uh, but as we move on to our topics, I want to jump into these Owen Hart tournament brackets. Um, Ted had asked in the Q&A, you want to know what our Joker picks are going to be? Uh, so, Ted, we're going to knock that out as we talk about the brackets now. So, let's look at those brackets. Uh, the women's bracket, we have 
Tony Storm taking on Jamie Hayter. Riho taking on Ruby Soho. Red Velvet versus Hikaru Shida. And Britt Baker versus a Joker. Um, so before we get to those picks, um, the picks are who's going to win these matches. Who do you think is going to um, be the Joker in this women's bracket? I have no idea. Good answer. Good answer, Sarah. No idea. I can't <laughs> think of anybody but, that... Yeah. The only person I can think of, and it's just, I'm throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. And the only reason is, it's either going to be Athena. That's my first thought. Or, for the fact she's signed with Impact, Mia Yim. Yeah. Um, when I saw that Mia Yim had come out at the Impact pay-per-view, I went, well, probably not going to be Mia Yim. But then again, we just saw two Impact people in AEW. That's what I'm saying. They still got a little <laughs> yeah, like, um, relationship going on. So... Um, that's it's still possible. Um, oh, 100%. So she's only on a six month contract as well. Oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah, with mm. the, she's on a six month contract, but I think it's for them if if they both parties, you know, agree mm-hmm. to something, then it will like, be, you know, like an extension. Comfort. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, Athena, I think Athena would be the front runner. Um, I know in, in some interviews recently, and I haven't listened to them, I've just seen some excerpts from them. It sounded like she was um, just basically wanting, waiting on a call. Like, hey, y'all give me a call and I'm ready. You know, like yeah. not not specifically saying, AEW, Tony Khan, call me. But it just had the sound to it. Yeah. And just reading between the lines like, I'm ready to go. Y'all just let me know. Um, so... I think she would be great. Uh, the only other name I'm really stewing around with, and I'm not sure her, her status is Candice LeRae. Um, mm. she, heard she is now free. Uh, I believe I've read through Fightful that her contract was done with with WWE, uh, which means she wouldn't have a non-compete since it was expired. Uh, we mm. know that she just recently had a baby, um, her and Johnny Gargano. Uh, we know he's a free agent also, but yeah, I think, uh, b- between those three though, I think there's a, there's a decent shot. I would, if I was a Batman, I put my money on Athena for this spot. Mm. Um, but yeah, we'll see. You. We'll see. Uh, but Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter, that, that first matchup, who you got there? I really want it to be Tony Storm. Yeah, me too. I think it's going to be Tony Storm. Um, Riho versus Ruby. This is a tough one. Uh, well, I'm going to stick with my girl, so Ruby. I'm going to go Riho. Got a feeling. Got a feeling on her. We haven't seen her in a while. Um, either way, though, I, what I what I would love to see though, uh, whichever one of these two win, I'd like to see a hillside come out of one of these two, and that would be really tough for Riho. But she was wearing black, you know. Yeah, I did those- notice that. Wearing those villainous colors, so... Uh, hey, I wear black. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what you go with? Red Velvet versus Hikaru Shida. Who you got in this one? I think Hikaru Shida. Uh, yep, yeah, me too. I'm going to go Shida in that one. So that would that would put us with Storm... Oh, my bad. We, I, for, I forgot the Joker one. That, that would, this is going to be interesting here. Because you got somebody debuting... Assuming it doesn't have to be a debut, we don't know. It could be somebody on the roster right now. We just assume it's going to be a debut. 
Britt Baker versus the Joker without even knowing for sure who it is. Is Baker get beat here? Yeah, I. I say no. I think Baker beats whoever this is because who it is. Well, because we've been kind of building this friction between Tony Storm and Britt Baker. Oh, it feels like Jamie Hater. Yeah, but if, it feels like a natural progression, though, for Storm to beat Hater and then go on to face the next boss in the line, which would be Britt Baker. I mean, because that's a matchup people want to see. So, I mean, it's, it, there's an interesting dynamic there with the with the is Baker going to get beat by this Joker? Because there's an obvious matchup waiting next if Storm gets through. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's hard to tell until we see the Joker. But just my gut yep. feeling tells me Baker's going to win and go through somehow. Let's look at the men's. All right. First matchup, Ray Phoenix versus Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, yeah. Um, I have a funny feeling it's going to be Ray Phoenix. Me too. Yeah. Just I because think... um, it's Kyle O'Reilly, bless me. It's just, <laughs> he's just one of them people that a loss doesn't hurt him. Yeah, exactly. And Phoenix just coming back from injury too. Yeah. Um, O'Reilly got a the big victory over over one of the pillars, Jungle Boy, mm-hmm. to get into this thing. So that that was a big win, uh, really, for Kyle O'Reilly. So I think he could afford this loss. Yeah, and also if you want, um, you know, the ear undisputed, his what we call them. Um, <laughs> if you want, like the dissension that's happening, because obviously um, Adam Cole was not very happy with Bobby Fish, um, and also you know. All what's going in those little rifts and everything like that just simmering. Yeah. It, it it would actually add to that. So yeah, yep. uh, we have Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, because yep. on both sides, <clears throat> like Jeff's probably not as you know. A massive risk taker as what he was. Yeah. But still. He really jumped off. Derby. Jumped and, off a wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I just, know. I don't want them to try and outdo each other, is what I'm scared of. <clears throat> what I do find interesting, and I think Darby Allen's going to go over here. I'll just put mm. that out there. I think Darby goes over. Um, what do you think? You think Jeff or Darby? If it was 20 years ago, Jeff. Mm-hmm. It ain't 20 years ago. I know. Um, so you're going Darby now? Yeah. Okay. And I, I will say this too about, about Jeff. Um, I think, and I, I know we're just talking about how he's not what he was 20 years ago. I think he still puts on great matches. And I think especially when we get to more of the tag matches with, with yeah. Matt and Jeff, it's going to be even better because he don't have to spend the entire time in the ring. Mm. I think we teased that when we saw the Young Bucks come out and go face-to-face with Jeff and Matt, that could be a double or nothing match. I would not be surprised if that gets put on the card. They've been teasing it on being the elite yes. as well. And I say that because I think they realize, I think just looking, they, they know, you know, Jeff has put a lot, his body on the line his entire career. Mm. Uh, and it can't be easy. Uh, you can, I mean, obviously he's towards him and Matt both are towards the end of their careers more than their yeah. prime for sure. This is it. So, you this by seeing them go straight to Darby Allen, Jeff Hardy, because I think that's a dream matchup that people talked about as soon as Jeff joined the company, that they're going for this right now to get it done. 
I mm. think tells you, hey, we need to we can't wait around and and long term build these stories with Jeff Hardy. We need to get to them. But let's let's do them. let's do them now. Let's get mm. these things done. And I think that's what it, it shows me. They went straight to Jeff and Darby, which is a match everybody wants to see. And then it looks like they're gonna go right to Hardy Boys versus the uh, uh, the Young Bucks at Double or Nothing, possibly. Mm. Um, so I, I like I like that they're getting them they're getting them done. They're making sure um, because you don't want Jeff to, to to wrestle for another year and a half and to get hurt, and then we not yeah. get to, not get to see those matches because we know this kind of stuff Jeff does, and he's gonna do it. Uh, he's like Darby; he's gonna do those things, and there's always a chance of injury. So. Let's get, let's get these matches, these great matches in that people want to see. Um, then we have Adam Cole versus Dax Harwood. This, um, is, this is a sleeper. Um, yeah, because like Dax right has just gone face. Yes. But he basically said, like, if you want me to become that aggressive person, I will. So I'm beginning to think that he may just lean back into a bit of Ely's nature mm-hmm. on this. And then obviously Adam Cole's Adam Cole. Yeah. Um I really don't know. Um, Cole's got to win this, in my opinion. I think yeah. the matchup is going to be great. I think Dax is going to have a great showing. But uh, Cole's my, my favorite to win the men's side. So I'm going yeah. Adam Cole for sure. Cole Darby. I don't know. I th- think about that. Cole versus I, Darby. I, in this. I don't know. I think Dax might do it. Mm-hmm. Going out on a limb for Dax. Man, mm. She is a FTR fan all the way now. <laughs> wow. My only reason is because of the whole heart family oh, thing. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he loves the heart family. Um. Yep. And then Samoa Joe versus the Joker. Your pick for the men's Joker. I have originally said it was going to be Cesaro. It's a solid pick. As a solid pick. Um, I've, I've, a lot of people have mentioned Cesaro. A lot of people have mentioned mm. Miro. Um I'm going to go, I know we just talked about this guy, and I think Cesaro is a, I think is probably the odds-on favorite for this, mm. personally. I'll say Johnny Gargano. I'm going to say it's Gargano. Gargano's going to get the win um, because of some shenanigans there with the ROH TV title stuff and um, Satnam Singh and, and, and Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. I think that's how Joe's going to lose his first match. Because I think a final at double or nothing of Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole mm. would be awesome. <laughs> that's a, that's a pay per view caliber match. Mm. Um, so that's what I'm looking at. Uh, of course, if you want to do Cesaro or Claudio, a Claudio versus Cole match for 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 double or nothing uh, would be amazing too. Um. Anything is possible, uh, but I, th- I think the odds on favorite would be Cesaro or Claudio. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm good that Roderick Strong can't do it. I know, man. Come on. Come on. But it is what it is. 
All right, so those are the brackets, though. Really, really exciting times now with the brackets finally out. Uh, we can see those matchups. Uh, we have a lot of fun matchups on the women's and the men's side. Um, so, love to hear y'all's picks for uh, for who's going to win these things and, and who's going to win each matchup, uh, these first-round matchups. So, um, so moving on, um, we talked a little bit about Deanna Perrazzo uh, in the, the main event of Dynamite. Um, so we won't spend a whole lot of time talking about her right now um, because since we did have that discussion uh, with, between her and Mercedes Martinez, but I want to talk about another debut on Dynamite, which was W. Morrissey. What did you think yes. of how he looked versus Wardlow? Now, w. Morrissey I, was formerly I, known as Big Cass yeah. in WWE. I forgot how tall he actually is when you look at him. Yeah. Um, you, you can't when teach when he's next to Wardlow, I was like, Oh yeah, he is tall. He's a big dude. <laughs> um, I, I think mean, he looked great. He looks phenomenal, and like he's obviously worked incredibly hard, and like you know got to where he needs to be again, which is fantastic. The only thing that really annoyed me was the whole crowd situation, and I think I told you that as well. <laughs> it, uh, it annoyed me so much. The chance? Yeah. <laughs> We want Enzo. No, we don't. <laughs> it was just, he got Look, mad as well. Oh, yeah. I I thought, you know, I know it was annoying to some people. I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> I was 50-50. They're like, no, we don't. Yeah, we do. You know, something like that was going to happen. Um, but, yeah, you could tell he wasn't crazy about it. No, it was like, this is my time. Yeah. I was just but, like, you tell him, dude. That that's forever gonna gonna follow him, uh, you know. That's because it was such a uh, such a, an unforgettable type of run, though, with with Enzo and, and Big Cass. So it's, I know, it's something but it's that's gonna stick. Such like a really I know. weird it's, time of his life as well. Though that's the whole thing. That's and true. That's true. Like, from a personal side, yeah, exactly. So if you think like stuff like that, it can like you know, yeah, it, it could you know. Not trigger. saying it will, but it could trigger something. Yeah, that's um, true. From a personal side, yeah, and take the entertainment out of it. Yeah, yeah, and that's where I get annoyed Yeah, with certain wrestling fans, where they just think of it as a wrestling thing and they forget, oh, yeah, this yeah. person is a human being. And also, Especially knowing what they've gone through. Exactly, yeah. and also, he isn't big cast anymore. No. Completely different company, completely yeah. different name. Leave that there. It's like what happened with Jericho. Yeah. When people started saying um, Y2K. No. Yeah, no. It's, yeah. Or, or the um, We the People chants with, yeah. uh, with, um, with Jake Hager. Yeah, a mm-hmm. whole different thing. So, um, what, what I have heard since his debut, because again, I thought he looked great. He looked like he was in great shape. Yeah. Um, I, I read some rumors on, on the internet that WB might be interested in bringing. W. Morrissey back, uh, which is awkward. But but what I think is is great though, and I don't think personally, I don't think it's something like Tony Khan would would bring W. Morrissey in and then go, oh my, man, I can't believe he got a job somewhere else after doing one match for us. I no. think Tony Khan would be totally fine with that. That's yeah. the thing. You bring him in because you use him as part of this story, and it gives him an audition. And if Tony Khan wants to make an offer, he can. But if he doesn't make an offer, and it gets him a job somewhere else. It gets him paid somewhere else. I think TK is totally fine with that. And as an AEW fan, I, I, I'm 
I'm happy about that. If yes. he signs a, a big deal with WWE because of the one match he has in AEW, that's fine. Look, dude, that gave him an opportunity to 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 get more money elsewhere and get get him on a bigger stage and an audition. More power mm-hmm. to him. Again, it gives it's giving these wrestlers opportunities. Uh, in a one-time shot on AEW, it, it, it opens the doors to where hey, you just got more eyeballs on you. You can make you some more money. It, mm. It's giving him opportunities, and I like that because if he's in a better place in his life, then that's that's fantastic that he's given this opportunity to uh, to make him some more money, uh, better life, man. Um. Uh. But uh. So Wardlow has this match with W. Morrissey, uh, and then we find out that MJF will face Wardlow in the future. He's going to give him this match that Wardlow wants, uh, but we're going to get a contract signing this week on Dynamite with a stipulation. So we're going to get some kind of conditions uh, of what MJF is going to uh, ask of Wardlow or, or the only re- way Wardlow is going to get this match. What do you think? the stipulations are going to be if there's any stipulations added to this this Warlow MJF match that we assume is going to happen to double or nothing knowing knowing MJF <laughs> yeah and looking back at his previous contract match type things yeah he's going to ban the powerbomb symphony <laughs> like oh. he did with marks he power he said you cannot use the paradigm shift the paradigm shift and it, didn't he do that with Jericho too, where Jericho couldn't use the uh, the juice? Yeah. Eh, I didn't think about that. Good call. Thanks. He's gonna ban the powerbomb symphony. I thought maybe he's gonna make him wrestle in handcuffs. I mean, <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> but yeah, I just, you know, I, I just think that might be just because it's MJF. That would be sneaky though for him to. To make him wrestle in handcuffs so he can't do the powerbomb symphony. Like he thinks that because you're in cuffs, you can't reach around me and, and, and get me for this thing. Mm. But then still see Warlow figure out a way to get because, his arms over him. You see, the thing is, is, they could do that, but they could gimmick the cuffs so Warlow can break Snaps them. Snaps them. Yeah. Uh, and MJF's here. You know that face he does where he's absolutely. Look. Himself. The look when he snaps the cuffs, he's like, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So, yeah, I think those those two, the either the banning of the Powerbomb Symphony or basically a handicap match with, with the Wardlow handcuffed. Yep. Or we could have a handicap match of Sean Spears and MJF versus Wardlow in cuffs. Let's just do that. No, seriously, though, we, it's got to be a one-on-one. Uh, it, it can't be a... Then again, uh, Spears. Sean Spears is sort of like... He's now his thing mm-hmm. is um, killer the, of giants, giant killer. Yeah. yeah, on the chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I assume we're gonna get something between Spears and Wardlow before uh, before we get to Devil or Nothing. We've already had that much though. Oh, we did, we did. That's right, we did have that. It's, it felt like it's been three years ago since we've yeah. had that though. Yeah, that was not too long ago. Um, but yeah, something's gonna happen though with him with the, with the chair that says that. So he's gonna go after him again. Yeah. Um, maybe we're going to have a book into this thing with, with him and Spears. Uh, the women's title match, uh, we had the announcement for this for Double or Nothing. It is going to be Serena Deeb versus Thunder Rosa for the AEW women's title. What do you think about this matchup? Um, 
I'm a bit unsure. I'm not. I agree. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not unsure about the in-ring ability. The, oh, no, in, that's, the ma- that's not the, what I'm unsure about. The match we're gonna have. The build is. I'm assuming is what you're talking about, right? No. How the hell, like, will this work out? As in, kind of like, Thunder Rose has just got the title. Mm-hmm. Oh. But Serena D's been on this tear. You're unsure about the outcome of it. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I misjudged your uh, your intentions. Uh, yeah, because Deeb has, has looked unbeatable. Um, and but you're right, Thunder Rosa just got the title, so you're thinking Deeb can't take it, right? But Deeb yeah, can't but lose Deeb. either, though. Yeah, can't exactly. She? <laughs> she can't exactly. lose. Exactly. Oh, um, it's it's gonna be a tough one to call. I'm excited about this match. It is gonna be. Uh, it may be a show stealer for that night. Um, really, really, really good. Um, I do I, what I thought you're going to lead into with was talking about the build up, the way it just kind of the way that segment went down on Dynamite. WWE. I was not a fan of that. No. Yeah, was not a fan. Uh, um, just to have Thunder Rosa out there cold with a mic to try to start mm. a promo on the ramp. I just was not a huge, and I think Thunder Rose, Thunder Rose is great on the mic. It just, everything felt a little off uh, with their confrontation out there on the ramp. I just, I don't know. Something was, something was off there. Um, so I really wish they would have put more thought into that segment instead of just throwing it out there. And I know there are a lot there, you know, AEW that one of the things we praise about AEW is that they will let people go out and say what they want to say, do it their way, sink or swim kind of situation. Mm. Uh, but in some instances, I think uh, just not enough thought put into what's being done. And I here, we're going to go back into the criticism of the women's division, the way it's handled, the emphasis, the detail put into this this angle. I want to see more detail put into this feud. As we lead into to double or nothing, I don't want to see more of what we saw from Dynamite. I want to see more emphasis put and more creativity put into this thing, uh, because I think this match deserves a really, really, really good story going in. It really deserves it. Yes. Um, sticking with the women's division, Julia Hart is she going to join the House of Black? Finally, she's fighting being goth. I mean, just embrace it, love. Easier. I thought for sure it was happening here with with the House of Black. I um, love so much. She's like dragging her yeah. over and just like there's a chair, and Molly like just sits down. Do it <laughs> now. Do it. <laughs> do it. Oh god! I tell you, it felt so. Um, I thought she was gonna cream Griff with the chair. She didn't. You know, she, again, you said she's fighting it. She's fighting not yeah. joining. Um, they've been this has been a very very slow burn story with Julia Hart mm. and there's parts of me that are like hurry up get to it like, let's get it going mm. man turn and join the House of Black but there's part of me that's really enjoying the slow burn and I'm like no we're good I think they're in a good it's, sweet spot with this very, very, I'm, in, I'm back and forth it's very lucky for House of Black in the sense that um, they so far are able to keep a slow burn mm-hmm. because the crowd 
they're so over with the crowd. Yeah. If that starts to slip, yeah. it may end up a bit different. And it is a very interesting dynamic with the crowd because they were cheering for Julia to... <laughs> I think they were wanting her to hit Griff with the chair because they're like, and they're, they're supposed to be the villains in this, but they're like, yes, join. The thing let's, is, let's with like the Varsity Blondes, is, I feel like no one bothers. No one really cares. Yeah. Um, at all. I mean, like, Ryan Pillman had that thing in Cincinnati with NJF. Yeah. But then some of his, like, personal takes. Yeah. His personal life haven't helped him and when he was like you know giving his like little promo thing yeah no one was really with him on it yeah i was waiting for the crowd to get behind it but it was a little awkward you know Mm. he's trying to get the crowd fired up and i know he's he's not as seasoned on the mic as you know as your john moxley's or mjf's or brian danielson everybody else so it's going to take some time um, but yeah, it wasn't that whole promo wasn't getting the reaction I think he wanted it to get no. or that AEW wanted it to get. Um, but when we got to the the Julie Hart stuff, it started kind of heating up there. Um, what 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 was a little uncomfortable though was, and I think it's meant to be. I get that was when you have Julia Hart in the corner with all three members of the House of Black cornering her, mm. trying to force her to to turn to join to to do the violent thing they wanted to do and and malachi blight ripping the eye patch off look that was uncomfortable <laughs> seeing julia hart in that situation personally for me i was like Ugh. but it's meant to be they're supposed yeah. to be a, a hill faction that's it and i think they're really really trying to get the crowd to boo them some because <laughs> yeah, that's a moment where the crowd <laughs> I mean, where the crowd you, you know you got this girl who's the youngest female member of the AEW roster, if I'm not mistaken. I think yep. I heard them say that. Yeah. And these three imposing dudes have her cornered in the, in, in the corner there. It's, you, it was just an uncomfortable thing, and I think they're trying to get people booing those three guys. But you, like you said, really hard to do. When they're not booing and they're doing that, then they really, really like these three dudes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is um, – it is a very interesting situation there with Julia Hart. You don't really do anything with the Varsity Bonds either, so it's not like anybody can exactly be invested yeah. anyway. Um, let's talk about the babyface Scorpio Sky situation. He's kind of uh, turning babyface in that group. Um, I don't know if it's the start at the end. Sounds like it could be. Maybe not for Ethan Page necessarily, but I definitely think... With Sky's ambitions for the title, and I 100% implore him to do what he said and bring prestige back to that Lincoln belt. Yeah. Um, I, I think that mm-hmm. he needs to go face for that. Yeah. I, I do love, like you just said, him him talking about wanting to bring prestige back to the TNT. That's something we've talked about. It has been yeah. um, hot potatoed a lot recently. Uh, one thing I wasn't a huge fan of was the, the, the verbiage he used to describe that situation uh, when talking about Ty Conti, and I get it. Yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> Sammy and Ty are heels right now. Uh, we heard this type of stuff with um, back when I was watching WB, Jericho used to, to to talk this way about Stephanie McMahon all the time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, yeah, you know. But it's – it's and there's people that will say, eh, it's part of wrestling. Um 
And it is, I understand. They're they're heels. <laughs> let's let's just stop with this stuff and move it's on to It's also twenty twenty two. It is, exactly. This is you're right. This isn't early two thousands thousands or late nineties. Uh not that it, you know it is what it is. Not that it makes things okay whenever, but uh it is is a different time, man. Um it's I, I would love to see us move on from insults like that personally. Mm. Um but other than that, though, I love the attitude that Scorpio Sky showed. I really, really did enjoyed it. So, throwing that line out, let's keep this this version of Scorpio Sky. I did like that version. Uh, the last piece of uh, news I wanted to discuss was the the sellout of AEW New Japan Forbidden Door. Look, they sold over eleven thousand tickets like immediately with no matches announced. Yep. Um. That's that's something else. Uh, I'm not surprised though. It, it's it's amazing, but I'm not really surprised. Uh, not in Chicago at the United Center. Uh, that is like the, you know, we, we talk about Jacksonville, Florida being the home of AEW, the spiritual home of AEW because they spent so much time there uh, during the the pandemic era of wrestling. Mm. But Chicago is almost like that hub for AEW. Chicago is the like second home. Yeah. Uh, that's where like these big events are taking place, man. And it's uh, um, so not a huge surprise. They, they sold out the United center for this show without a match announced. Again, I have to emphasize that they haven't announced a single match and boom, it's a hot ticket. Uh, one, which I did not get a ticket for uh, because my wife is not going to let me take a trip to Chicago to go watch pro wrestling. But it is what it is. I enjoy being married, so I will give her that. <laughs> but good job on the sellout, man. That is that is good news. Good news. Oh, is there anything else you want to talk about from last week? Before I we just want to say on Rampage mm-hmm. how somehow Jungle Boy and Ricky start, started having a little fight and Ricky's shirt came off. <laughs> I want to know how that happened. It did. That's not normally how that stuff works. <laughs> you have no issue with a shirt coming off during that no, fight. No, no issue. Want... I'm just confused at how it happened. You just want to point out that it did happen. It and did it, happen. That it is true. It happened. He is so sassy. It's so sassy. <laughs> um, so coming up this week on Dynamite, which is going to be from Long Island, New York, the home of MJF Ugh. and of John Silver, apparently, and of um, Tony Nice. Tony Nice, yes, and the home of Tony Nice. Um, apparently, there's a lot of people from Long Island on this uh, roster. How big is Long Island? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's pretty long. Yeah. Uh, so what we have for this show is the contract signing of MJF and Wardlow. Um, so that should be an interesting segment there. So we'll find out what the stipulation is going to be for this match we're going to have cm punk versus john silver it's so random uh, it's it seemed random to me at first yeah i know i thought that and then i clocked it then i went oh wait a minute there's that tie to adam page i got you john silver's promo to (laughs) (laughs) you want to dance with the meat man He's so brilliant. Oh, man. I don't know who's better at just randomly throwing promos out there to build up a match, him or Dustin Rhodes. They're both so different, but just whenever they have a match, they're like, hey, Dustin, you got a match coming up. 
uh, put together a quick promo to build this thing up, and then I watched it. And I'm like, God, I can't wait for this match. John Silver in a whole different way. Just you want to dance with the meat man? I'm like, oh, I cannot wait. I know he's gonna lose. So good, but I can't wait. All right, Jungle Boy versus Ricky Starks for the FTW title. <laughs> Who had this one? Packed? Oh my god, it's just oh. look, look. And I'll tell you, Jungle Boy coming out and attacking Ricky Starks on Rampage at commentary. Um, that was uh, it. Did happen on Rampage, right? That was yeah. Rampage. Yeah, I got my shows confused, but that was that was some aggression from Jungle Boy. And, you know, I, I have to think that, that Christian must be in his ear, like, dude, because, you know, he made the loser comments mm. uh, a couple shows ago. So uh, he, he may be getting in his ear. And, and you're seeing this more aggressive side of Jungle Boy coming out where he's on the attack and not the defense. So um, I like that. I like that. Interested to see where this goes. And it could lead to, we were seeing um, Starks and, and, and Hobbs, you know, be very interested in getting a shot at those tag titles. So, um, wonder if we're going to get a tag tag match between uh, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Ricky Starks, and um, Will Hobbs soon. Mm. Maybe double or nothing. We'll see. Uh, we have Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen. Oh God! In a first round match for the Owen Hart tournament, the tournament officially kicking off this week. Um. Adam Cole versus Dax Harwood and another opening round match of the tournament. And Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter and yet another opening match for this Owen Hart tournament. And then we're also going to have the Jericho Appreciation Society victory speech. Get more from the wizard, Chris Jericho. And I'm assuming Eddie's going to be back for this. How we mentioned Eddie Kingston. Yes. Tony that was brilliant. It's like it was like on the radio, like hello, listener. <laughs> <laughs> Next on the line, we have Mad King. Mad King, are you there? You Jericho. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, hurt you. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait for this all to. What was so good with that too is just you 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 hear that play. It was like an old school wrestling call-in because yeah. you know, we used to have these kind of things before and you have just an inset picture of of the caller eddie kingston and then jericho's face like at first he's kind of like oh, laughing yeah. <laughs> whatever and then as it as it kept going like the smile just slowly started fading <laughs> off of his face he's like oh, i love it so much oh no i might be in trouble here. i i'm so interested in the fact that if we end up with like a multi-man type team yeah Who's gonna come in for Eddie Santana and Ortiz? Because they need the numbers backed up. It's is it, at this point it has to be former LAX members, which yeah. we're not really friends with Eddie and, and, no. and Santana Ortiz necessarily from them, but just the natural tie-in with yeah. um, Homicide and yeah. um, Hernandez. That's who it has to be. Mm-hmm. Assume we assume. Mm. Uh, could be blood and guts. Could be a blood and guts match for double or nothing. I think it's. I think it's got the fuel behind it. Mox oh, could help out. Mm-hmm. Maybe they might be tied up. I don't know. I'd like to get them in a really good feud leading into double. Yuta isn't Yuta kind of busy the, with Japan. You're right. He's got the G1. Uh, yep. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Best of the Super Juniors. Mm-hmm. 
what what he's going to be in. So his career's all of a sudden just taken off. He is. He's a he's a hot commodity right now. Yeah, rightfully so. Hundred um, percent. So I, Tony Nice and Danhausen are supposedly going to have a match. I'm assuming it's going to be on Rampage then. Yeah. Dynamite. Um, I, I know that wasn't. I don't know if it's officially been been said when that match is going to take place. It was just. Tony Nese making the challenge and he wanted to face Danhausen uh, on Long Island. So at that show, so we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see when that one takes place. And maybe I've missed the announcement. I just didn't haven't seen it yet. So with that, are you ready to jump into the Q and A segment of the show? Yes. All right. And if in the future, if you want to send in any questions for our question and answer that we do each and every week, you can send those questions to our email. Uh, beautyxthebeard at gmail.com or you can ask the questions on Twitter using the hashtag AskBXTB uh, so do you want to shoot the first questions out? Yeah. And I got a few. Okay. So our first question is, well these are both from Costa Rica but the first question of okay. his questions um, would Miro be, be better off as the Owen Hart Joker entrant or the Casino Battle Royale Joker? I'd say neither, personally. I, don't, I wouldn't want him to be used as a uh, Casino Battle Royale Joker or this. I would rather him come in on his own story instead of using one of these gimmicks to bring him in, personally. Um, I think the issue... Uh, seeing him in this tournament would be amazing. Uh but I think if you bring Miro in, he has to win this whole thing. There's no other option, period. Like, you, you can't have him come into this tournament and lose. So I think the moment he enters the tournament, it's done. Like, at that point, it's to me, it's predictable. Miro's winning the whole thing. That's it. There's no other ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, uh, so if, of the two, I would go Battle Royale. Um, but even then, like, it, it goes right into – with the battle royale, you get a title shot. So at that point, I can't see him losing that title match. <laughs> whatever title match he gets, he's just that kind of dominant force where whatever he's in, I feel like he's got to just keep winning, winning, winning. So I would love to see him brought in in a different story with his own story he's telling, especially if you're going to try to keep him away from a title for a little bit, you know, because they've managed to, this kind of the same situation with Danielson and Moxley, they've managed to keep him away from any titles. And they're still winning all the time, but they're um, they're super interesting and super over, and everything they're doing is like a focal point of the show. But it's not revolving around titles. I think with with both of these, even though the cup is not technically a title, uh, it's still a situation where you gotta you gotta run the, the you gotta beat everybody and win whatever the prize is. I think if you bring him into a situation with a really cool story without an actual prize, I think it's. Uh, uh, it might be a better story to tell personally, but what do you think? I just said the casino battle royale joker. Yeah, I I agree of the two. That does make more sense to me. Um, second question is, mm-hmm. well, I'm just going to answer this straight away because there's only one answer. Yeah. Um, who should be the first trios champion? Um, I know what you're going to say. Cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I knew that was who you were going to There's literally say. no other answer. Yeah. Well, I don't know. No, there's no other answer. I don't know. There's no other answer. Considering Tony Khan in his, uh, I want to say it was after the last pay-per-view, his uh, media scrum when asked about Kenny Omega, 
or asked about the trios titles. He said he was waiting for Kenny Omega to be back before that kind of stuff started. We've heard that the titles are made now, right? That's mm-hmm. what I'd, I'd read, that the titles are already created, so they're coming. I think that was from Fightful. Um, Kenny's got to be closer to getting back. So you got to think, when they bring these things in, it's, it's going to be centered around the elite situation. It's what I feel. Yeah, um, but you're forgetting. Marks <laughs> has got some unfinished business with Mr. Omega. That's true. That's true. True. And then he'll um, have his two friends. I think, though, the first people to get those titles or, are going to be Red Dragon and Alan Cole. No, that's the wrong answer. Because they're going to be the heels in this situation with the elite, and you're going to have the young bucks and Kenny chasing them. And then after they, and after Kenny and the Bucks get them, then we can bring in the Blackpool Combat Club. No, there you Kenny go. Kenny can't have everything that Mox wants. <laughs> no, the only answer is Look, the you. No, <laughs> you should be happy here because in the end. It's going to be Moxley beating Kenny and the Young Bucks for those. It's going to be Moxley, Danielson, and, and Yuta defeating Kenny and the Young Bucks for them. They're just going to have to be the third title holders, though. No, but it still ends. It still ends with him beating Kenny. You're wrong. Just be happy. You are long, wrong. Long-term storytelling, you Sarah. Ah, wrong. Dub. Wrong. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you ready to get into the other questions, real quick? Yeah, unless you want to keep talking about this one. I don't. <laughs> um, these two questions are from Ben. Um, two questions Ben, making his return to the Q&As. Uh, his first question is, what do you think or hope will come of the Danhausen Hook story slowly unfolding, and how much does it rule? It rules ridiculously right now. It rules a bunch. Yeah. I can't quantify um, how much it rules. I love how Hook is just like he Do you know what it reminds me of? And I don't want this to come across bad, but it reminds me of, you know, like in high school, there's that one weird kid, which is Danhausen. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got that one popular kid and everything. And all his friends bully the weird kid. But that one popular kid, like secretly like you know feels like has some type of connection like they like something exactly the same wrestling and so he doesn't want to appear to be like you know not making fun of the weird kid but he's finding it more and more difficult the more and more he's hanging out with him so like in the entire thing that they both love Mm -hmm. that is what I see it fits I'll I think that's a pretty good that's a pretty good uh, way of describing this situation because mm-hmm. yes, I do. I wanted to. I, I didn't want him to fight. I never wanted him to fight. Uh, you know, like in this show, I'm so worried that's where it was going. Yeah. But I think with this, I do. I want I want Hook to be Danhausen's guardian angel, uh, which I is basi- basically this, what you're saying. I I think this entire thing with Tony Nese. Tony Nese is like the the bully of the school. Yes, he is. Um, and Smart Mark Sterling is his like little friend that acts dead tough but hides behind the bully. Um, yeah. I think when this match happens with Dan House and Tony's, I think we're going to see Hook come out. Yeah, I want to. I want to see 
hook, like like you just said, with with the, the bullying situation going yep. on, even if it ha- doesn't happen all the time right in front of, of Dan Housen, it's like somebody does something to Dan Housen in the back, Dan Housen, you know, runs away or gets away or whatever. You know, later in the later in the show, you see that person yeah. like just murdered in the back. You're like, what happened to Tony Neese? Like, he's just yeah. laying unconscious. And you just know, you know, Hook came in to clean house afterwards. Like, Dan yeah. Housen might not have seen it, but Hook had his it's back. It's like... It's he doesn't like, have to take you know a claim for what he just did. Yeah. Like, hey, look what I just did. But he's just trying to 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 protect that house. It's like hook like that person that like only I can like bully this guy. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> else. Anybody else touches him? Yeah, I'm for you. Because because he, he doesn't really want to. He doesn't want to hurt Dan Housen. Well, he just doesn't want to um, show himself up in front of Ricky and Powerhouse Hobbs. Exactly. Exactly. And his dad's going, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Don't embarrass me, man. Don't I'm playing me. D&D all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I love this thing so much, though. It's so cool. Um, uh, his second question is, how are y'all feeling about Stu leaving? It feels like a mainstay of the Dark Order and AEW has gone. It's really <sighs> weird, this. Yeah. Because wasn't he and Uno like... Tag partners for ages. The original Dark Order. When it, Dark Order started, it was just mm-hmm. Stu and Evil Uno and the, the then the spooky pervert guys that ran around yep. the mass and made like the ch- human chair that Uno mm-hmm. would sit on and stuff, man. Uh, and they weren't over then. <laughs> they weren't over at all. Yeah. They got over. Um, but um, it's it's weird. It's really weird mm. and unfortunate because I've, you know, me and you both have said for a while that Stu was one of the most underrated in-ring performers yeah. in AEW. Um, but, you know, it, it, by the sound of it, they couldn't, you know, come to terms that – not that they just – Stu didn't want to be here or Tony didn't want Stu. It's just, it was like sounded like it was like, hey, they couldn't come to terms on how much money. So um, maybe the doors – Still open for yeah. I think they've said that like some type of return. He, he can literally he can come back. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I this this a bad feeling. Uh, not a bad feeling. It's something that Stu's done or something AEW Tony Khan's done. It's just it's just a bad feeling because I want Stu seems like he should be in AEW forever. It mm. Just feels that way. It feels that way with everybody in the dark order pretty much. Um, we must move on though. We must move on. And speaking of moving on, I want to move on to Ted the Hillbilly Hills question. Well, he had one question that we kind of answered with the tournament. He was wanting to know about the Jokers. We we covered that. But his other one was, is Hangman going situational heel against Punk? Or is he playing up his character and putting up a defense to hide his anxious nature in this match? Right. I am... Gonna answer this and slightly divulge a bit about myself in the same process. Right. Go ahead. So, speaking as somebody that has issues with their mental health, mm-hmm. being mental health awareness week and everything. Hello. Um, yes. Amen. So, it is very, very easy. And I can only take from my personal experience, but for me, it is very easy for me to put up a big bravado. Yeah to protect myself like when I was working I was working for 10 years and I was a receptionist and you've got to be like front of house and you've got to you know be like you know you can't look depressed even if you are so you have Mm -hmm. to be like this thing and it's very interesting because 
when I like got made redundant from that job my stepdad was like well like go get another job and stuff and all this type of stuff so I was like no I-, I need to concentrate on myself like I need to get myself sorted and he was like but you you're always full of confidence like all this type of stuff you you're always like you know life and soul and like you was on reception for like 10 years and I was like you are aware there's something called a mask you can mask stuff because mm-hmm. if you let everybody in the world see that vulnerable side no one's gonna like you know bother like I think my grandma always used to say like if you act miserable no one's gonna want to talk to you I feel like for me a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff like I did then, now I'm a lot more, um, I don't have to um, fake it, if you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I definitely feel like, as somebody that suffers with that type of stuff, that sometimes it is easier, instead of letting that vulnerability out of yourself, it's just to put up some walls and kind of act tougher than what you are by shielding that part of you that, is probably like freaking out. Um, so I I get that. I I personally think that's what he's doing because he's a lot of it was a lot of projecting from Hangman. It was like, oh, he's probably off doing another TV show. And kind mm-hmm. of like Punk's got this like career outside of wrestling as well. And like I've had to fight for two years to get to this point in AEW, yeah. and I've had to fight longer. And you know, the books in Kenny were like, oh well, we've we brought you in and made you a star. So he still got all that. And then here's Punk. He left for seven years, come back. He's still massively over. Got X, Y, and Z going on. Hangman probably feels inside that he's like some type of inferior. Like he's he's got to protect his title, but also himself. Yeah. If that makes sense. So mm-hmm. I just, I feel like it is type of, that thing and what I'd be interested to see is with Punk how he's going to um, go against Hangman because obviously Punk straight edge Hangman was you know yeah drinking cowboy mm-hmm. I if if Punk's still going to be the heel thing it will come out in his promo because he will be like he will literally be belittling like he did Eddie Kingston yeah you'll belittle him down and it's then if Hangman has his reaction of where he retreats into himself or if he brings that stronger character out of himself to protect himself where he then kind of goes full force against Punk with like Venom in a promo again yeah so yeah I uh, I, it is very interesting I love how it's still in a way, a continuation from Hangman's beginning. Yeah, it's, and I, I know you're you're going more with your answer of more of him putting up a defense. Uh, yeah, to have that, and I agree. I think it's more of that instead of situational heel. Mm. Um, situational heel uh, with you know seems like the easier route to go. Yeah. Um, honestly, it would have been easier going situational heel with CM Punk in this yeah. situation. And that's what I love about AEW, especially with this uh, these type of storylines. It's it's that's not what I expected from 
Adam Page. That wasn't the easy thing. The yeah. easy road is let CM Punk play into the alcohol thing. Mm. Uh, let's go that route. And he still may. He still may do that. You can still do that and make it a little more, a little deeper than just what it is on the surface. But, mm-hmm. uh, but by them doing playing Page this way, it's it threw me for a loop, and I love that. Is because mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> is he healing it up? But he's not. Like you said, it, it's. I almost feel like he's. Um, and I wasn't fully watching WWE at this period, but I know about it. Uh, about the the summer of punk and and him him versus CM Punk versus John Cena, where John Cena was basically the uh, you know the one that was the poster child for for WWE and and Punk was the the underdog in this thing. Mm. It almost feel like with this Page maybe looking at Punk as Punk looked at John Cena then. Yeah. Where you're kind of you're flipping that to where yeah you know punks maybe going filming another show doing whatever, but I'm here you know I'm I'm here right now this is this is I got this title I'm a fighting champ that kind of thing and I'm gonna I'm gonna take your boy that you're wearing this t-shirt of and I'm gonna make you embarrassed to be wearing that t-shirt it has a little bit of that feeling of what um, punk was how punk was talking about Cena and I may be completely off on a lot of this because I wasn't watching that week to week so i don't know every promo they did but it just has the feeling of everything i've seen mm. um so i wouldn't be surprised if punk when he comes back he flips it on him and tells him don't even try to treat me like john, like john cena mm. I'm, I'm not that guy you, you know so he he flips that and uses that as part of his promo when he comes back because as we've seen punk is not scared to use his own history with WWE as part of his promos now because no. They've shown history exists outside of AEW. Yeah. So they can let those things extend whether some people like that or not. I love it. I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, so I would not be surprised if he flips it and says, don't you dare try to treat me like I'm John Cena, dude. Because that's not, that ain't who I am. Mm. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we got that. But I do agree. Uh, it, it is, he, he, it's more of a defensive thing than, um, to get back to the question, is more of a defensive thing than a situational heel uh, thing with Adam Page. Um and we may, we may literally be going into this face versus face just with a little more um, complication or a little gray faces, uh, not good, bad, um, that kind of thing, more of a, of a gray where we're, you pick your side. Do you, are you punk or hey, man? Because there's not really a good or bad guy in this situation um, going into double or nothing. Uh, but I'm interested because I think that's perfect because this is a match we can't pick. We can't pick who's going to mm. win this. Uh, so it would be perfect if, if they make it really hard for you to pick a side. And I know some people want to just have, just give me a good guy and give me a bad guy. I don't care about that. I really don't. I don't care about having a straight-up bad guy here and a straight-up villain just to look at. Um, I like an intriguing storyline, I think that's what this is. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to end this bad boy. What's some bad take pancakes? One helping, but it is a oh so yummy helping of bad take pancakes. Okay. Um, it's uh, if you would like to contribute to this, if you see any bad wrestling takes out there, please use the hashtag bad take pancakes. Then I will check it out and see if uh, if I want to use one of the things you suggested with the hashtag to throw at uh, Sarah for her opinion on these bad takes, and that's what we're about to get. 
So as always, we're not going to read who actually put this tweet out there, but I'm going to read the tweet verbatim. And here it is. Weird how WWE lets talent go, but the talent in AEW are leaving at their own will. Seems like something is going on behind the scenes in AEW that people aren't liking. In fact, running from. <laughs> okay. I was going to keep a straight face while reading that without laughing. <laughs> so I'm assuming this has to do with the, uh, the Stu Grayson situation because this was a recent tweet. Yeah. Um, they didn't say anything about Stu Grayson, but you would have to assume that. Apparently, are- people, people don't leave WDB. That's what I love about this one is that they're all just released. Uh, let's people just forget are asking to leave. Let's just, forget about, let's just forget about John Moxley and Adam Cole and Brian Davidson, Kyle O'Reilly, Cesaro, Johnny Gargano, whether he's going back or not. He did leave. <laughs> but, uh, so go ahead. Go ahead. This is your segment. I, I don't know where to start. Um, they are aware that contracts are a thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, they end. It's, it's, it's what wrestling is, you know. Um, yeah, I, I don't get why people jump on things like this. Like, I mean, people are coming out of retirement to join AEW. I don't think there's an issue. I don't understand how someone's had a contract meeting and they couldn't come to, you know, an agreement on the contract, whether it be money, whether it be, you know, time or anything like that. That Mm -hmm. that means there's an issue. No, that just means two people didn't agree on something. (laughs) It, yeah. I don't agree everything my husband says. I don't think I'm leaving him. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, oh, seriously, I mean, people will take like a small thing and make it into something that is way out of proportion. It, don't be I an just, idiot. I love the willful the willful ignorance though. With and I'm not, not I'm not sitting here dogging WWE, but with what we've heard from John Moxley is that they offered him, uh, he didn't even look at what the offer was, correct? Yeah. Like you said, they could have offered him, you know, $10 million and I'm not coming back. Um, and then you look at, and I, you know, Brian Danson hasn't made any bad remarks about WWE, which is great too. Uh, not everybody has bad experiences there. Um, but he obviously didn't want to stay. Yep. <laughs> he obviously wanted to come to AW. Uh, it doesn't sound like it's all about the money. He wanted that freedom because he wants to wrestle in Japan. There's other reasons people want to come to AEW because there's a lot of freedom there. So there are reasons for people would want to leave WWE because they don't have the same type of freedom. I mean, uh, they so- could also go work indie days. Yeah, and the freedom, it was a big situation with Adam Cole listening to him because he loved to do a lot of the, uh, the Twitch streaming and stuff like that, which he has a lot of friends in AEW too. But it's that, it sounds more like it's that freedom that they they had uh coming to uh coming to aw so i I just i it's it's weird making that remark when you're just going to be totally ignorant to the reason some people left wwe uh, according to their own words Mm. um yeah if you're gonna believe it's also one of them like 
Again, not to dump onto we don't read, but it is a matter of fact. But I mean, we're just going off this tweet. You know, I mean, that's just that's what we're responding yeah, to. But I'm just saying, yeah. as a matter of fact, people are asking WWE to let them go. Yeah, true. Like, right please let me go. Let me leave. I want to leave. I yeah. don't want to be here anymore. Um, and I, I don't see how. Yeah. What is happening? We think. With Stu Grayson is something must be happening behind the scenes. What the hell is happening behind WWE scenes? Yeah, Everyone's begging to leave. Exactly. So um, back up. Yeah, because I mean, if I had heard a whole bunch of people in AEW saying, "Hey, I want my release," then we could have that conversation. Like, you know what? I wonder what's up. Why are all these people begging to leave? Mm-hmm. Uh, but nobody is, and I feel and like also- that. It, I feel like there's somebody was. If somebody literally said, "Hey, Tony." Give me my release. Like they went on social media and said, yeah. I want to be released. Pretty good feeling. Don't even go cool. All right, man. And also, the yeah. guy that said he was done with wrestling and didn't want anything to do with it after seven years came yeah. back because of AEW. Came out of retirement. So, yeah, no. I'm just saying, it's just, that's a really, really, that is the. That's a very blinkered tweet. That is the perfect example of a bad take. It just is. And I know, I realize that a lot of these takes are just, they're trolling. They're doing it for the the comments and all that. Which, again, I'm going to stay away from the comments. I don't comment on stuff like this because I realize a lot of things are bait. But when I see stupid tweets like this, because I think some people would read this and would just take it for face value and go, oh, I wonder if there is something going on over there. When you, you know, they just, it's like looking at a headline of an article and not reading the article and just taking what the headline says. Yes, you just read the headline and go, wow, and just share it a whole bunch. And you just share this stuff and don't realize what you're sharing. And Mm -hmm. you realize what you're sharing is just just a bad take. It's not news. It's not fact. It's just somebody making the stupid thing up and saying, I get, I get that this is an opinion, but it is a really, really badly informed opinion. Um, There can be really, Badly informed opinions, and this one is just a really bad take. So, all right, think before you tweet. Yeah, please. Uh, so let's wash this bad taste out of our mouths and just let you know the dynamite's coming up Wednesday and the Woo! tournaments are starting. The yeah, tournaments are kicking off, man. This thing is going to be so much fun. Uh, it feels like know- forever to get to this point. I know. I'm, I'm really excited to see what y'all think. How y'all think this uh, this tournament's gonna gonna work out? So please give us those predictions in the comments of this tweet. Um, where can you find this tweet? You can find this tweet by following us on Twitter. That's where the tweets happen. You can follow the channel at Butyx the Beer. You can follow me at Let the Beer Play, and you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. You can also follow the channel on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts at. As we said before, if you want to send in any questions, you can send those questions into beautyxthebeard at gmail.com, or you can use the hashtag on Twitter, AskBXTB. Also, if you any of these bad takes like we just read, please uh, tag those using the hashtag BadTakePancakes to let us know to read them and laugh about them, probably. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and if you enjoy what we do, please uh, give us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. That would help us out a bunch. Um, y'all be good. Uh, be good to each other. And we will see you on the next one. Bye-bye.
And Ricky's shirt came off. <laughs> he is so sassy. He's so sassy. <laughs>